Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are.
Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. I know. How's it going? Oh, well, by the time you hear this, I'm going to be in the snow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going skiing for spring break. My kids are excited. I am more excited than last year because it's a little warmer, but it's still not that warm. It's like 30. You're going to have a hard time. I feel like it's cold across the country everywhere. And Tabitha prefers perfectly warm conditions and fresh powder. It's so true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of a snow diva. Listen, I feel like you get that in Mammoth, right? Then that's really where I've skied the most because I just, by the way, burnt my tongue so bad. I put my coffee in this Yeti that my girlfriend got me the other day and I did it like two hours ago. I thought it would, it really does these Yetis work just FYI. But anyways, in Mammoth, it is really great snow conditions all the time. It snows at night. Yeah, but not this year, honey. No, is it too cold? It's too cold. You know, I was supposed to be going to uh, Lake Arrowhead this weekend and they called me and told me, can't do it. No can do barbecue. Mm -mm. Well, I'm not going to Mammoth. I am going to Park City um, and the weather does look decent, but I prefer it in the like 40 degrees uh, at in the daytime. I would prefer somewhere warm. Going to the snow does not sound appealing to me in particular because I feel like I get enough of the freezingness right now. I know. I'm actually on my way to see Gretchy in a couple hours in all actuality. And I looked at the weather and I'm like, it is so much nicer in Texas right now. I wish it was flip-flopped because you would be so happy coming here in like 75, 80 degrees. Word. (laughs) you're not used to this 50 something. So in other news, thank you for all the bed recommendations. I am on my way to a new, happier, healthier bed and back. How exciting. (laughs) I feel like so old, by the way, I'm like kidney stones one week and back problems the next, like seriously, something is wrong. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, I guess it does. So they say, what's up with you, sugar boo? Oh my gosh. You know, I survived another outdoor field trip mm-hmm. on the boat. Um, That was really exciting. I got a text like four days later from one of the moms that was there that was like, I still can't believe you did this twice. <laughs> <laughs> did you tell her that she doesn't listen to the podcast enough? Because if she did, she would know that you often torture yourself. No, I don't actually recommend these people listen to the podcast. (laughs) Word has gotten out, but I don't recommend because I'm not that exciting. Like I only have like so many funny things happen. And then they're like, yeah, I already know that. I heard it on the podcast. I know that has happened to you in the past. Although what happens to me is I talk about you and then you get offended. And it's like, well, I, I mean, I don't say anything bad. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I don't you know, say anything bad either. Even my husband doesn't like when I share the story. I, except for I say bad things about my husband, but he doesn't listen. <laughs> well, both of our husbands don't listen anymore. They used to listen. It's better if they don't listen. It's better if they just think we, you know, go in our little studios and talk to each other. Because yeah. I really think that's what they think we're doing, which we are doing. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, we are. 
Um, oh, we have a, we have a, I have a, I had a new child. Oh, I know. Gretchen has a, a house guest for a yeah, while. I do. Yeah. Yeah. He is the greatest. Um, he is like in his twenties and he's a relative of my husband's and he's working for my husband. So he's out here staying with us and he is just the absolute most well-raised child ever. Okay. So can we ask his parents what they did? Oh my to- God. Yeah. I definitely need to, but, um, he grew up in Oklahoma. So for one, that's better. But my kids are having kind of a hard time with it because we keep saying like, oh my God, Baylor, you're such a good kid. Look, and his look at how he says Baylor. thank you and, <laughs> and, and puts his dish in the sink and everything. Look at that. And they're like, kick rocks, Baylor, making us you, look bad. <laughs> you know, if you're named after a Christian college, <laughs> you best be on your best behavior. Okay. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. That college is real Christian, by the way. So it's been, it's been real fun. Good. I'm glad. I have no idea, by the way, what you're talking about today. Oh, absolutely. Boom. Didn't even ask. We probably are doing the same case. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised that I'm not doing this case. No, you're definitely not doing this case, but I, I, you will recall, I've talked about doing this case for a while. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to it. Okay. Today's case is all about a doctor by the name of Donald Klein. I decided to do this case because I watched a documentary about him a while back. And it's what struck me about the documentary was actually this badass disco biscuit that was named Jacoba, who was a victim of this doctor. Reminds me of Jacobian Myers. It does, right? Mm -hmm. It It is a nice name, though. It is. It it is a nice name. It's I just a, like. I've never heard it, it before. Yeah. No, I mean either. And I actually do. I do think it sounds beautiful. Yes, Jacoba is a real hopefully lady she boss. is a hopefully she is like a lady boss and not like last week when you when you told me that story and it was like that lady that left her children. Oh yeah, Brenda. Brenda. No, sh- no, 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 no. Sh- nothing like the Brenda. Okay. okay. Jacoba grew up around Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I've never traveled to the Indiana state. Mm, I um, have one time you have? for work and it was like an in and out. I didn't see anything. Uh, okay. She loved her parents, but they both had dark hair and eyes and she's blonde and blue eyed. So she says she was always just kind of felt different. She remembers begging her parents to just tell her the truth. She was adopted. Well, when she was 10, they told her she wasn't adopted, but they did use donor sperm. When Jacoba turned 18, she decided to pursue looking to if she had possible siblings. You know, it was 1989 and all she knew what was what her mother had told her that she had gone to Dr. Donald Klein because he was the go-to fertility specialist in the area. And when she needed help, She was told that donor sperm came from medical students and that each donor was not used more than three times. So Jacoba called up Dr. Klein's office and Dr. Klein himself answered the phone, which is weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No receptionist. Is that what you're saying? No receptionist. Yeah. Just him. 
Yeah, just him. One one man show. But, you know, that's great. I mean, I feel like it's so hard to actually talk to a doctor. Oh, my gosh. My mom is having like serious. Oh, actually, Sean also had serious issues with this kidney stone thing. Could not get the effing doctor on the phone to save his life. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? I know. Not to diss doctors, but if you are one, like be mindful of your patients. Well, yeah. I mean, that is why I am like, I can't, I don't know that I can move to Texas because my kids have this pediatrician that calls us. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. And I'm like, I I don't think I could break up with him. But okay, I digress. Well, so Jacoba calls Dr. Klein's office. He answers the phone and she explained her situation that she just wanted to see what kind of records they kept. And Dr. Klein told her that is none of your business to know any of that information and all records are destroyed anyhow. So she's disheartened, but okay. She -hmm. goes on living her life. When she turned 35 in 2014, she started seeing ads for 23andMe everywhere. And it occurred to her that with DNA testing now, she might still actually be able to find out if she had any siblings out there in the world. So she took the test. And she had seven half siblings. Something told her at that point, the donor sperm was likely used more than three times. Okay. So, I mean, if you see seven half siblings siblings. on 23andMe, that means you probably have like 20 half siblings. Right. Because how many many people people are really doing that? Yeah. Both of my sister-in-laws have not done it or my brother, or either of my brothers, because you can see on your little like, you know, I've done it, but uh, on your little family chart. So dude, this girl's got plenty of siblings to go around. Right. So she went down a rabbit hole using Ancestry.com and 23andMe to see if she could figure out the connection. Mm Mm-hmm. All seven siblings were related to a woman who was a second cousin. So Jacoba reached out to her. When they eventually spoke, she uncovered what Jacoba had suspected since discovering that she had seven siblings, but was hoping wasn't true. And that was that the fertility doctor their mothers had used was the donor. AKA the the bio daddy. Oh, yeah. Got through medical school. So it's got the brains, the brain gene. (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay. That is so That is so wrong what you just said. Well, I'm just trying to see something positive (laughs) in this situation. Okay, okay. We'll we'll forgive you. Yeah. Listen, it's a human being. So you have to like figure out like what is the positive? Like this is her looking into this. And now she's like, this is my dad. Yes. And I agree with you. You have to find the positive. And I am going to get into it a little bit eventually because I went through all this infertility stuff. And so I am kind of uh, biased. But yeah, it's it's a complicated bag of emotions we got going on here. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. So Jacoba 
knew it at this point because the woman she talked to confirmed that Donald Klein was a relative. But to be like 100%, they needed a DNA sample from the doctor. But still, Jacoba knows it's the case, right? And Mm -hmm. she's pissed. She's disgusted, you know, violated. Like I said, it's a a lot of emotions, right? Because on one hand, if he hadn't done it, you know, you wouldn't exist, but it's beyond, you know, maddening and perverse, you know, it's a deception. Yeah. Gross. So she obviously is compelled to do something about it because this cannot be acceptable. He needs to lose his license to practice medicine. There needs to be an investigation, you know, outrage, right? So she files complaints with both the state of Indiana and the federal attorney general. And they got right back to her and said, of course, we will help you get justice because you're a woman that he has been, that has been violated. Do it. I was like, uh, I was like, wait, that is like really nice, but that does not sound like that does any not state. happen. <laughs> no, that does not happen. All she got back was crickets, right? All she got back was somebody that opened that email was like, "What the f? Yeah, <laughs> what are we supposed right? to do with this?" Yeah. So since the justice system was in no rush to find the crime committed by Dr. Klein, Jacoba decided maybe if she put him on blast via letting media outlets know about the unfolding story of the doctor spilling God knows how much spermatozoa, you know, jizz into women's services, (laughs) (laughs) services, maybe it's like service. I I don't know how you say that plural. Okay. Maybe the out. Cervix. Cervixes. Okay. Maybe the outrage the would speed us. the process up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like such a newsworthy story, but she was met with a lot of hesitation about reporting it until she hooked up with another lady boss reporter named Angela Gnote. Angela took the time to see Jacoba had real proof. I, you know, she's got the DNA shit, right? Okay. Yeah. And there were seven known siblings at this point, and who knows how many more could be out there. So she reported the story on the news, but because they did not have Klein's DNA, they did not use his name at that point. This reporter plays a big role in the story because she continually pursued the attorney general's office to look into the case. But when they aired the story, there just aren't that many fertility doctors out there. So even Mm -hmm. though they did not use his name, Like everybody knew who they were talking about. Yeah. And so the children, the doctor had actually raised. Yeah. I was wondering how many did he have personally with his wife? Okay. Two. They agreed to meet with Jacoba. So Don's kids told Jacoba that their father admitted to them he was the biological father of her and her siblings, but that he had only used his own jizz when he did not have access to a donor. And there could be no more than 10 siblings out there. Oh, goodness gracious. Seriously. Right. Okay. So this was not true. Because some of the siblings' parents had believed that the sperm used to impregnate them was at the doctor's office was their husband's. (gasps) No way. Yeah. And the husbands had given fresh samples 
what the hell? Yeah. My husband. So that's that. not true. Yeah. My husband, what? Got, gave a fresh yeah, sample. Fresh, I gave a freshie. With a. In the masturbatorium. <laughs> with a Playboy magazine <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have goodness. little rooms with materials. No lotion, though. No way. Yeah. Nothing to help you. Could you go in there with him? I think I could, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I waited outside the door. <laughs> that is so weird. I'm yeah, sure Jeremiah. It's a magical I'm conception. <laughs> I'm glad he doesn't listen. <laughs> he had to do it a lot of times, too, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So, you TMI. Know, he's people. got skills. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Viewer discretion advised. Viewer Please disc- do not yeah. let your right. children listen oh, to yeah. this podcast. Oh. Okay. So, anyways, I, so that is it's very upsetting. They thought there was no way there could be a mix up or could be donor sperm because they thought it came from their husbands. I mean, that was this guy's whole deal was using fresh samples like right there because at that point, freezing sperm was not even like it, it hadn't advanced yet to okay. that technology when this is all going down. Okay. So one of the siblings saw Jacoba on the news and knew that her parents had had trouble conceiving. Okay. And she started to believe that the doctor had deceived her parents because she knew that they were under the impression that her father's sperm was used, but she had such a striking resemblance to Jacoba that she thought she was like, I'm related to her. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So similar circumstances kept happening. More and more people who were aware that Dr. Klein had been their fertility doctor used by their parents began going to 23andMe and seeing if they were also the product of this deception. And if they were related to Jacoba, that was the giveaway, you know? Yeah. And so the sibling number kept climbing. When Dr. Klein's children met with Jacoba and told her that, you know, there could be no more than 10 siblings and their father had admitted to it. Jacoba pleaded with them to have Dr. Klein meet with her and the siblings. And eventually he agreed to that. So Jacoba describes this meeting as really bizarre. He kind of tried to take charge of it asking all of his, you know, spawn in front of them, their stats, And like taking notes about it, like name, age, what do you do for a living? Mm -hmm. And he also came to the meeting with a not so well concealed gun on him. Why? I mean, I think it was just an intimidation tactic. Yes. Right. So bizarre. So they asked him the million dollar question, like, why did you do this? And he said he only did it when the women seemed so desperate, which is such a manipulation and, you know, bullshit, right? You know? Mm -hmm. So he gave Jacoba some scripture and said, this is for you because I know you are struggling. And I just love what her response was. So he hands her the scripture and she said, put that shit away. You're not going to use my God to justify your actions. And I think the reason why 
his unremorseful ass agreed to the meeting was because he thought he would just give them some closure or something or, you know, try to justify it with scripture, you know, and they would stop investigating and the whole thing would go away. But to the doctor's dismay, that reporter, Angela Gannot, kept reporting it on the local news. The story was not going in a way, and it appears the doctor began to sweat it because up until this point, he had been completely dismissive when the reporter asked him to answer to the claims. But now he agreed to meet with the reporter. They met at a Panera, which I mean, yum, right? So, you like a- Panera? I mean, I have like kind of a love hate with Panera. It's a really good grilled cheese. Oh, right? I haven't had their grilled cheese. I actually never go there because they don't have gluten-free bread. Uh, yeah, the bread is good. The soup, I think, is maybe overrated. Yeah, I just, we don't, they don't have gluten-free, so it's kind of not on our radar. Yeah. It's good in cold weather. Okay. So according to Angela, one of the first things he said to her was, he walks into the Panera and is like, I'm not sure if they allow guns in here. <laughs> See what I mean? It's like, That's his intimidation thing. So lame. Yeah. Also, he mentioned to her that he knew where she lived. And then he went on to basically beg her to kill the story because he said it would ruin his marriage and hurt his church. But she said, you know, sorry, not sorry, doc. As a professional journalist, I have the burden of reporting the truth because the truth matters. And And you were a bad guy. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And it does matter, right? So she continued to report the story. And coincidentally, the sibling that participated in it had some strange things happen. Like they got hacked. They started getting harassing phone calls. Jacoba says she went out to her car and all the lug nuts were taken off all of her tires. So she would basically kind of die if the tire just came off. I mean, she could have died. I mean, I think he just, you know, they have no proof that he was behind any of this, but it's very coincidental that all this stuff started happening after they went public with their story. Well, this did not stop Jacoba from her digging into what was the possible reasoning that he had done it. She learned that in 1963, he hit a little girl with his car and killed her. So... Side note, in the documentary, Our Father, they do a reenactment of this and they portray the child as a little white girl, which is upsetting to the family because she was black. And I get it. I mean, if they have to relive this painful memory from 1963, at least honor the victim by giving her the respect of getting her basic information. Correct. Right. Right. I remember when you watched this. Her name was Angela Golden. She was four years old. She was chasing after her mother and darted out into the street. Angela's sister, Tanya, grew up and named her daughter Angela after the sister that she had lost. And sadly, her daughter, Angela, was killed in a car accident when she was 15. What? So sad, right? Yeah. So the reason why four-year-old Angela Golden plays a role in the story of Dr. Klein is because after the tragic accident occurred, that's when it's said that he became uber-religious. He had Christian scriptures posted all like all over his office, which is weird, 
for a doctor's office, you know? Yeah. Usually it's just like pictures of random islands or flowers or shit, right? This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, 
get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice. And my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code clink at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code clink, mylifeinabook.com. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. He also had periodically his employees pray with him, which would make me uncomfortable. I don't, I don't want to be praying with my employer. No, I mean, some people would probably think it was fine, but not everybody. I think maybe, but not everybody. Right. You know, seems just like a weird boundary to cross. So he's super religious. He was an elder at his church. So he performed Is baptisms, he counseled people. No, he's like a kind of a Christian. Just Christian. Just Christian. He taught Sunday school born again kind of thing. He's real Christian. Okay. Well, listen, <laughs> Extra. My goes I my... mean, there's a big variety, right? No, it's true. It's true. My friend goes to a Christian school and they are Christian as well, but this school is very Christian and they make them pray. Like she went for the parent teacher conference and the teacher prayed before the conference. And then again, after the conference, which, you know, the conference lasts like 20 minutes. She yeah. was like, whoa, that's extra. Yeah, that's extra praying. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, to each their own, but whatever. Shoot, some people, but I, I mean, think Dr. Klein I mean would have appreciated that. Right. I think he would have thought that was just hip. The bee's knees. Right. Okay. I would like to know where in the Bible does it say to deceptively, you know, swap jizz upon unsuspecting (laughs) vulnerable women? Nowhere. I mean, I don't. I mean, maybe. Get it. Okay. I don't know. What do I I know? I don't know anything. I don't think it does. And I looked into the church he attended, which is Zionsville Fellowship, and I found that it's just a pretty typical Christian church, you know, based on their website. But the verse that Don referred to, and he used to have up in his office before, is posted on another Christian group's website. That verse is, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. The Christian group is like a fundamentalist group. It's an organization called Quiverful. And Quiverful followers believe in having as many children as possible to be like ambassadors for God, because there's going to be a need for this conservator Christian soldiers of God to, you know, uprise and stand up against, you know, like the counterculture. Right. Okay. It's a thing. It it doesn't sound like real healthy to me. I don't really like the reducing women to, you know, breeders. Like it sounds like they have. Also, I think having a whole lot of kids can lead to some problems. Example being the Duggars, who, by the way, have not said that they are part of the Quiverful movement. But But you suspect. Okay, well, I suspect they should at least tell the people running the show over at the Quiverful website because they um, are selling their book on their website. Okay, so maybe they are. Yeah. 19 Kids and Counting or something is their show, right? Right. Right. So there is no direct link that proves that Dr. Klein was or is part of the Quiverful movement, but, you know, it's highly suspected. One reason, one, like the Duggars and Dr. Klein might not want to be directly associated with Quiverful is because they are rooted in racist beliefs about preserving the white race, which is disgusting, right? What it's also disgusting is despite the fact that being inseminated is very clinical, even, you know, when it's your husband's sperm, I know because I I think I did like nine IUIs before doing IVF. Mm-hmm. It wasn't clinical when Dr. Klein was performing it. There is just something really disturbing about the fact that he was on a like, I just shot my load high. And then he has these women, you know, like spread open and inseminates them with it. It's so disturbing to everyone involved that he was likely a demented racist along with also being, you know, perverted the way he committed this. Yeah. So the other big question besides why he did this is, did anyone else know? His former colleagues say absolutely not. They denounce him. They say he's evil. They describe. I don't think anybody would know. No. That's like I mean. I've had to go back and rack my brain and they always like, 
there was a lot of, I re- just remember a lot of tagging and like showing this is the number. Like they always like showed me things. And before they put it in me, they were like, this is the sample. Double check this. Yeah. You know? So, um, but he's answering the phone at his office. Some people say they would come in and he would be the only person there. Yeah, that's also not appropriate, right? Like when you're in a totally room not with a doctor, there's always a nurse there. Totally. Especially yeah. when something like that is going on. Yeah. Where you're open, there's always like, a, there should always be a nurse in there. I think so too. Well, his colleagues describe him as arrogant. And so it was like a thing where you like, you didn't want to disagree with him because of the way he was. Mm-hmm. But they also say they never suspected anything, but because of the way he was, they weren't likely to question him either. So that's how it went on forever. One former nurse who worked for Dr. Klein for eight years says she would collect the donor sperm from, you know, like the resident doctors working across the street. The hospital was across the street, okay, regularly. And she would get it from them, put it in her cleavage, to keep it at, you know, body temperature (laughs) and walk it back to the office. So, I mean, that just begs the question, what did Dr. Klein do with all that jizz? Yeah. What did he do with it? I don't know. Maybe he just thought he was better at being the supplier than anybody else. I wish he would just cop to having some of these, you know, bizarre fantasy and yes, I wish he would just admit it. I think it would be so much closure. Yeah. Like what is, what was your sick fantasy, dude? There's gotta be something it's, and and this is not the same, but when my kids don't want to do something like I, I, I tell them you have to come up with a good reason or if they're acting like total assholes, I'm like, what, what gives, like, why do you think that behavior is appropriate here? And you need to give me an answer right now. And, you know, my youngest is like, he never wants to give me an answer. And he is often in, he's never a jerk to anybody else, but like me. Um, So I, I tell him I'm going to tell his teacher. Yeah. And the other day he's like, don't tell my teacher, don't tell her. And I was like, oh, totally. Then you have to give me a reason why you don't want your teacher to know. Cause there is a reason behind that. Right. Like yeah. If you're, and then, but that's the same thing with this guy. Like, what is your re there's a reason there's something in your mind that made you do that. Right. Yeah, For everything in life. Right. Yeah. Like every right. decision you make. And that, this guy had to have, this is years of that, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, my other thought on the whole situation is watching the interviews with some of the parents was, it's like really cringy to me. They say things like, he has taken everything from me. I wish I never sought fertility treatment. He ruined my life. And while I understand their anger at being deceived and violated, I do not understand how you could say those words about your child. Yeah. I don't understand that either. That's like, dude, it, it is, it's bizarre, especially if you thought your kid was your own 
son or husband's child, then shit, that, that makes it real bizarre. But you should, I mean, you have a, a your parent is who human. raised you. Unfortunately, yeah. the child has this creeps DNA, but that shouldn't change your relationship. No way. Yeah. So this led to like, I had this discussion with my husband because like I keep saying, you know, we conceived our twins through IVF. So I put myself in the position, like, what if we learn down the road, they didn't use my eggs or my husband's sperm, you know, I just can't imagine. Well, they definitely used yours because <laughs> I, I mean, Willow looks just like you. Yeah. And Ruby does look a lot like my husband. I mean, but it's like, I can't Im- imagine being like, well, let's, let's swap them out. You know, no way. Yeah. No, I mean, they're here and they're ours. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I hesitated actually on doing any story like this, because I don't want to sound like I'm condoning what he did or, and I don't want to sound like I'm discrediting their feelings. I just thought their reaction <laughs> was like hurt on top of hurt and a little selfish. Too much. Yeah. It's too much. Listen, yeah. I, I don't know how I would feel. I think it would be really weird. There would be a part of you that has to get through that. But I mean, we've been, I've known people in situations where they find out that they have another sibling or they find out that one of their parents is not their parent and all this stuff. And, and I think you just, you just deal. Yeah. I've had that situation happen in my family too. And yeah, you just, you just deal. Yeah. So did he go to jail? Okay. I'm going to get to that. Okay. Okay. So after almost two years of Jacoba uncovering the truth and watching the number of siblings she had on 23andMe climb higher and higher, still officials did not take action against Dr. Klein. The reporter, Angela Gnode and Jacoba were finally able to get the ball rolling in regards to legal action because they were pretty relentless with county prosecutors um, demanding that they respond to the complaints against Dr. Klein. They were initially met with was being told there was actually nothing specifically illegal about what he did. Isn't that kind of like mind blowing? Well, yeah. 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 I mean, they just didn't have that in their medical like they laws just yet didn't or what? have it. Yeah, exactly. There was no yeah. law for it. They, of course, agreed it was wrong, but they were perplexed as to what to charge him with. For yeah. it to be rape, they said it has to be both force and non-consent. But they did consent. It's not really Ish. rape. It's not really. Con- well, and it. Yes. And they didn't really consent. Like they consented. They didn't consent, but it's, a, right. it's not, I wouldn't even say it's a, like rape is like a sexual act. It's not a sexual. It sort of is though, thing. right? Because he's getting off on it. Oh. He, it was fresh. It's complicated. It has to have its, its own. It's really complicated. It has to have its own term for sure. So they argued, what about battery? Well, they were told it it wasn't that either, to which Jacoba responded, so if I spit in your face, that's not battery. And the prosecutor said, well, actually it is. 
So she's like, well, then how is inseminating women who did not consent to the donor using his sperm not battery? Yeah, that makes more sense. That's a little more invasive, right? Well, they couldn't, the prosecutor couldn't agree on that with them either. What finally did get the doctor charged with something was the reporter pointing out to the prosecutor that the doctor had lied to the attorney general's office. He was questioned by them early on and said that he had never inseminated a patient with his own sperm. Oh. And at this point, what do you get for that? Everyone (laughs) agreed. A slap on the wrist. Well, it's obstruction of justice. You can't be lying to the attorney general. Okay. So he was charged with, you know, presenting a false document, obstruction of justice. Um, Once he was officially charged with something, you know, even though it was a pretty weak charge, they were able to subpoena the doctor's DNA, right? So they rolled up to his crib and swabbed him. And of course, they got the official answer they were waiting for. You know, he was, you are the father, right? He was questioned and said, now he wasn't, he wasn't sure how many times he used his own sperm. It was a real long time ago, guys. And I destroyed all the records conveniently. I destroyed them. They didn't get lost in a fire because I think that's probably a better, I'm sure. a yeah. better thing to say. Better. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I destroyed them or they got destroyed accidentally. No, he did. Definitely did not say accidentally. Okay. He pled guilty to two counts of obstruction of justice. You know, that day in court, it felt, you know, like some kind of vindication for the victims, you know, like, Finally, he's somewhat, he's going to be held accountable, you know, so they all showed up there and they did feel vindicated. That is until the judge sentenced him. Victim impact statements were read that explained the magnitude of his actions. Like there are 90 plus siblings in a 25 mile radius. And every time one of them pops up, they think, please don't let it be somebody I dated. Dude, for sure. That could lead to lots of incest. Yeah. And they have to explain to their children that they don't know everyone they are related to. And it's always something they're going to have to worry about. And just the depression and stress. I never even thought about that, but you're so right. There's too many. There's a lot of layers to why this is so violating, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, expressed they had identity crises and, you know, it's I can see that. Yes. And caused just massive amounts of pain. Well, apparently the judge was not moved by this. Perhaps she was more moved by the letters that were written by members of his church because they sent in a bunch to talking about, you know, remember he taught Sunday school. He's a great man. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the judge sentenced him to a suspended sentence and a $500 fine. Stop it right now. Yeah. She must have been part of the church. That's it. Well, I mean, I think it was in Indianapolis, but I mean, it's all, it's pretty small area. 
Okay, so then she was a sibling. I don't know. I have no idea what the reasoning behind that was. I can't imagine. Because you would think, I mean, it's the first of its kind. You need to make an example out of this so other doctors know, don't be doing this. Yeah, that is so bananas. Yeah. Uh. So it, it was after the sentencing that Jacoba and some of the siblings went on the Dr. Phil show, which I'm glad for them that Dr. Phil explored the topic and gave them like some validation since they mm-hmm. didn't get it in the courts, you know? Yeah. Dr. Phil like consoled them and said, you know, you are blessed to have the parents you have, but that bond should not have been tested in this way, which I, you know, well said. Dr. Phil. He I, always knows what to he say. He does. He gave him a real move and talking to about how life is just 5% of what happens to you and 95% how you handle it. And just <laughs> because this man, you have this man's DNA does not mean you're going to give him any power over your life. Yeah, no way. Yeah, so wise. Okay. Listen, I just say take the take the smarts. Right. Shit. Okay. I wish yeah. I had a little more intelligence in my brain. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I get through math somehow. Word. Right. <laughs> right. I'm having a hard time with fourth grade. I know. <laughs> Dude, I see the stuff my daughter's doing in seventh grade. I'm like, mm, not, I'm, I don't think I got there. Yeah. If I did get there, it was by the grace of my friends sitting behind me. Oh. No. Well, cheater, you were a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. That's terrible. Listen, I allegedly know. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. Wait, can I plead the fifth? I'm pleading the fifth, actually. Plead the fifth. Like not okay. saying anything. I'm not convicting myself here. Okay. Okay. Well, here's some math for you. At the time the Dr. Phil showed aired, there were 74 known siblings. As of May 2022, there are 94 known siblings, one of which realized that not only was she a, you know, Dr. Klein kid, but he had also been her fertility doctor. I don't know if she has tested her child's DNA but she has talked about how completely beyond icky it is that her biological father was all up in her cooch during her office visits. <laughs> did he know? She thinks he did. I don't know. He did it so many times. I don't know if he knew. She probably, probably talked about the fact that he was suspected. her mother's doctor. She knew yeah, she went sure. to her mother's doctor. Yeah. And let me tell you, they are all up in your cooch every single time you go for one of those fertility treatments they do a ultrasound that looks with this thing that looks like a dildo oh yeah i, I mean, know you are, you know, if you had a kid you had that too yeah it's it's a lot okay it it's a lot it's gross but what if her kid is his too yeah that's incest yeah it's that that makes for like that actually doesn't get I the think brain. I just that would not like even want to know. Funky. You know, that I, would, I don't know. I don't know if I would want to know either because then you're scared of all the health problems that come with that. You know, that's not just that you look way too much alike or whatever. Like it's, there's more to that. If you're, if you're, mother is also your sister or something funky like that, like yeah. that shit gets 
real messed up in the gene pool in your DNA, you know, yeah. just not good. So that's where it really gets me that he's an ass. As of today, Dr. Klein is in his 80s and still living in his home in Indiana and still married. I'm not sure how his relationship is with the children he raised based on some Facebook sleuthing. It doesn't appear that they have one. His son posted a meme that said the road to hell is paved with the bones of priests and monks and skulls of bishops are the land pope lamp posts that light the path. And someone commented, it's also lined with Donald Klein's sperm. <laughs> he didn't remove that comment. <laughs> so I think he's probably just, you know, distanced himself from his daddy and everybody kind of knows the deal in his inner circle, right? I would agree. As for Jacoba, since the documentary aired, she appears to have kept busy with speaking engagements about fertility fraud. She has worked with other victims to change the laws, and she supports an organization called DNA Angels that helps people find their biological parents. Currently, only four states penalize physicians for inseminating their own sperm into their patients without expressed consent. Colorado... Texas, shout out Texas, Florida, and Indiana. There are no federal laws against it. According to a recent New York Times article, over 50 doctors have been caught using their own sperm over the last several years, 50, due to people using DNA testing to trace their ancestry. Some of the siblings banded together and sued Dr. Klein personally and a settlement was reached in May 2022 for 1.3 million, which I'm pretty sure his insurance company had to pay out. Yeah, for him. sure. And yeah. I read the reason the number was pretty low was considering how many victims there were was because it happened in the 70s, 80s, and their caps for compensation that go back Kinda. to when the malpractice happened. Yeah. Netflix is being sued by two of the victims who are saying that they agreed to participate in the documentary as long as they weren't identified. They have all the writing in correspondence with the producers that say, yeah, will you respect your privacy? But there is a scene in the doc which shows a wall of photos of Klein's confirmed children and their photos are shown. So that lawsuit is still in litigation. And I actually agree with them. I think Netflix did them dirty. I think it should be up to them whether or not, you know, they wanted 100%. to be public about their involvement. Yeah. You know, they I were agree. nice enough to contribute to the whole thing in the first place. I agree. Okay. That's WAP. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. Uh, really kind of gross one and unfortunate. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but you're welcome. there's no death. So that's nice for this week since last week was, you know, double duty of death. Um, if you guys want more of us, listen to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Or if you listen on Apple, just subscribe. We are also putting both podcasts, uh, at ad free for Patreon listeners and Apple subscriptions. So if you want to not hear any ads, then subscribe or go to Patreon. And if you did not listen to last week's Patreon, we have a very special guest that's talking all things Murdoch. And listen, we got, we got actually a few 
different insiders that came forward to tell us some stuff that they know, and we are dishing the details. So it's a good time to join Patreon or Apple subscription right now and go back and listen to last Thursday's episode. And if you haven't followed us on all the social stuff, follow us there. And if you haven't watched us on YouTube, please go to YouTube, Housewives of True Crime. I think that's all. I am out of breath. Have a good week. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.